Well, welcome back again this week. This week we're going to talk about the Illuminati into Nazism. Now, Nazism is a form of fascism, a variation of socialism. Both of the primary movements known as fascism, Italian fascism and German Nazism, have their roots in communism. Modern histories tend to erase the early history of the fascist leaders that show connections to the communist movement. We know that the early communists called themselves social democrats. In fact, the use of the term communism came into use because the word socialist became unpopular. So a new term was used after the revolutions of 1848, communism, based off the circulation of the Communist Manifesto. Fascism is simply a variation of socialism, which has been de designed to work in a country where communism would not work to gain the control of the people. The people won't accept it. In other words, they won't accept communism, but they'll accept some variation. The conspiracy uses whatever form of totalitarianism that works for them at the time and place. Communism, fascism, socialism, whatever. There are various forms of socialism. Fascism, a moderate form in the beginning, and it can be linked to corporatism, a form of socialism run by a coterie of businesses. Then there's socialism, the system that regulates and or controls all business and utilities. Nazism is the same as socialism, but usually includes racism and is more nationalistic in its application. Communism, which controls everything because no one really owns anything, the government does. It's usually the more violent of all forms of socialism and has led to the death of hundreds of millions of people around the world. Keep in mind that the conspirators' numbers are small and they have to fool the people into acceptance of the growth of government until it's too late for them to recover their liberty. We know that the founder of fascism, Benito Mussolini, was a leader in the Italian Socialist Party connected to Lenin. He pulled out of that party and formed his black shirts as the means to take over Italy. Now the black shirts and the fascist movement was largely based on the work that the Carbonari had done over the preceding decades that united the boot of Italy into a single country. You may recall the Carbonari was the second generation of the Illuminati. The propaganda and infiltration into Italian society by the Carbonari movement had set the stage for a future totalitarian government. Now Mussolini is made to look as if he was an incompetent buffoon today, but he not only took over Italy, he set the tone for the future Nazi movement and the New Deal movement of Franklin Delano Roosevelt a decade later. Now we don't have the time to get into it, but the formula was set by Mussolini. In Germany, it became more totalitarian than Italy, while in America, more lenient. But make no mistake about it, you can research this and discover just how much influence there was on the American government in the 1930s by Mussolini's fascism. This is covered more in depth in my forthcoming book on the Council on Foreign Relations. Now the influence of fascism was more benign in America due to the education level of Americans, which made them harder to be subjugated uh, under uh, the socialist controls of the New Deal of Roosevelt. 
Outside of a detailed study of the roots of Nazism, no one can see the line from Illuminism to the Nazi movement. There are studies that claim a direct line into the occult Tula Society that started the Nazi party, but the research is not substantial enough. One should look at the history of Buboff and Bonarotti in France and their offspring to see the roots of Nazism. The lineage from the Illuminati to Nazism is very detailed. For the sake of time, I will give you a general sense. We know that the two main goals of Illuminism, the elimination of God and the creation of a new world order, were certainly the goals of the Nazi movement. Hitler, for instance, said in his so-called Hitler's second book, found at the end of World War II, that he was a socialist. Hitler said the design for the Nazi swastika flag contained the red field to stand for the character of the movement. Red, the color of communism. We also know that a photograph exists of the commissars in charge of the Bavarian Soviet Republic in Munich in 1919. It shows Hitler in the photo. This photo is not refuted, rather it seems to be largely ignored. It was shortly after the communist attempt in Munich to establish the Soviet that Hitler was recruited by the Freikorps as an instructor and then as an infiltrator into a small fascist group where he became the leader. And it was renamed the National Socialist German Workers' Party, or Nazis. Then large amounts of money started to pour into the movement. We know that certain British and American personalities did this later after the movement got traction. But we do not know where the initial funding came from. We do know this. The Illuminati started in Bavaria, where Munich is the primary city. From there, it fanned out into all of Germany. The German Union, set up by the Illuminati, effectively prevented the German people from reading literature that promoted the principles of true liberty. Meanwhile, the Illuminati infiltrated the universities the public schools, and certain governments of the German Confederation. Now the leaders of the Illuminati and its second and third generation leaders and many of the illuminated professors in the universities, etc., were all racists to a certain extent. Marx, Engels, Hegel, and on and on. They set the tone of future movements of racial hatred. While the Nazis thanked Americans for their model of eugenics, they also honored the Illuminati member Christoph Miners as a founder of their racial theory who wrote with another Illuminati member, Ludwig T Timotheus Spittler, in Göttingen University History Magazine. In other words, the Nazi racial theories came from the Illuminists. The German public schools adopted the Prussian design of education by the state for the state which we will visit in a future segment. As a result of tremendous illuminated influence, it was only a matter of time before the German people were educated into supporting some form of totalitarianism. The Nazi movement was what it became. The Nazis and the communists formed street armies and they battled one another for control of the streets at rallies and events held by both entities. The Nazi units were known as the brown shirts, named after the color of their uniforms which they had originally received from the German government surplus. Once the Nazis won the battle for the streets, 
many of the communists simply joined the brown shirts, where they were quite comfortable, since there's very little difference between the two. They became known as beefsteak Nazis, brown on the outside and red on the inside. The roots of the communists, of the, excuse me, the roots of the Nazi movement, therefore, was as a result of decades of voluminous infiltration and influence on the German society. Because of this and the Nazi and communist education the German people have sustained over the years, it is difficult to imagine that the German people will experience what we call liberty anytime soon. The problem is they think they have it already. Next week we'll begin to look at the influences that arose in France during the French Revolution that were imported into America through the Jacobin movement. It will be very interesting.